Welcome to a Pizza Bros special order, The Zap Plan, Chapter 2. The next morning, Ed arrives at the Pizza Bros store early. The day is a gloomy, overcast kind of day. The kind of day that makes Ed feel at peace because he knows that everyone around him is as miserable as he is. Ed enters the store and is hit by the smell of old trash. Dang it, Riley! You always leave it dirty in here! exclaims Ed as he slips on some cornmeal left on the floor from the night before. Ed figures he better see what else Riley didn't do last night. As Ed investigates the store, he finds dirty counters, unswept floors, dirty dishes, and more old trash that needs to be taken out. This puts Ed at his breaking point, and he is suddenly resolved to do something about it. He digs deep into his pockets, pulls out what he's looking for, and walks out to the back alley to smoke a cigarette. As Ed flicks his cigarette on the ground, he exhales his last drag and heads back in to check his work email. As he does, Dennis and Steve enter the front door ready to work. Good morning, says Steve with his usual smile. Morning, grunts Dennis as he tries to sip coffee from his big schmuck's coffee cup. Hey, Ed grunts back. There's some unfinished tasks for last night. If you guys could get to those before you start prep, thanks. Ed enters his office and sits on his busted office chair. He logs into the computer and checks his work email. Food order, soda, timesheet corrections, PL, new onboarding. Ed says as he reads the email titles aloud. What's this? Zap plan? says Ed as he clicks the email. Zombie apocalypse. Oh, apocalypse. Pizza preparedness plan. That's weird says Ed as he struggles to pronounce unfamiliar words. Ed reads the rest of the extremely detailed email. There are instructions, blueprints, schematics, and more information than Ed's little brain can possibly comprehend. Ed scratches his head, looks back at the email, and deduces that this must be a joke. Ed takes a deep breath and lets out an exasperated sigh. <sighs> what a morning, he thinks to himself as he shakes his head. That was one heck of a sigh, says Dennis as he enters Ed's office. What's up now? Oh, you know, usual stuff. But what really got me today is this email. I mean, it's gotta be a joke, says Ed. Ed points to the Zap Plan email on the screen and for once proactively calls his boss, Debbie. The phone rings as she immediately answers. What do you want, Ed? She asks with her gruff smoker's voice. I just want to tell you how hilarious this joke email is that you sent me, replies Ed. Joke? What joke? Asks a bewildered Debbie. You know, the zombie apocalypse pizza preparedness plan. That was hilarious. Good one. Ed insists, thinking that complimenting his boss will win him a few bonus points. Behind Ed, Steve and Dennis can overhear Ed's side of the conversation. Did Ed just say zombie apocalypse pizza preparedness plan? Steve asks Dennis. Dennis nods with excitement. He totally did. No. The zap plan is real. It's not a joke. You need to get your store prepared today. Your supplies should have been rushed shipped to you, says Debbie on the phone. The three hear the front door open and close. Their usual package delivery guy, D'Angelo, wheels in gigantic wooden crates of supplies. Oh, uh, okay, so it's real real, stammers Ed. He hangs up the phone, spins his office chair around, and sees the excited faces of Dennis and Steve waiting with bated breath. Looks like the zap plan is real, Ed manages to mutter, still in shock and confused from the news. Steve and Dennis high-five and exclaim, It's, it's real! real! The three of them head to the front of the store and Ed signs for the delivery. They dig through the packages, find an instruction manual, and Ed reads it. After a few moments, Ed sighs and says, 
looks like we have to get the store ready to survive a hypothetical zombie apocalypse. What does that mean? Asks Steve. (sighs) That means we have to do a ton of construction work, grumbles Ed. Step one, Ed reads aloud. Fortify the store exterior. They take tires, barbed wire, and hastily built wooden walls and secure them around the front of the store. Step two, continues Ed. Set up a defensible perimeter. The three go back into the store and mark out lines of fire in several fallback positions. Step three, reads Ed. Build weapon emplacements. Wait, weapon emplacements? Up on the roof, Dennis and Steve assemble what looks to be a 50 caliber machine gun and a gun emplacement made out of sandbags. I don't know if I want to work at a place that requires a machine gun, complains Dennis. What? Why wouldn't you want to work at a place with a machine gun? Steve replies. Behind the two of them, Ed smokes cigarettes and watches them work. Step four, reads Ed aloud. Install booby traps. The three head to the back room and rig it with booby traps. If any zombies come in this back door, they'll get a face full of pizza boxes from this catapult, Ed says, impressed with the work that they have done. Step five. Convert walk-in refrigerator into survival shelter, Ed reads aloud. They all head into the walk-in to get started on the conversion. The instructions say that we'll need an old five-gallon bucket, says Ed. What for? asks Steve. Emergency toilet, replies Ed. Yuck, says Steve. Ed looks around the room and points to the far right corner. I think it should go there. No, I think it should go there, says Dennis as he points to the far left corner. Guys, seriously, why are we putting a toilet in the walk-in? The bathroom is literally across the hall, objects Steve. It's not a regular, everyday-use toilet. It's for emergencies only, insists Ed. I know this is all a joke, but it's still gross. There's food in here, protests Steve. Since the store just so happened to be extremely slow that day, the three spend the rest of their shift converting the store into a zombie-proof fortress. As they finally finish, the sun has already set and they head out back to leave the store and go home. Thanks for all the hard work today, says Ed. As silly as it sounds, it's good to know if there ever is a zombie apocalypse, our store will be ready. Not that zombies are real or anything, he says with a laugh. Did anyone ever explain why we did this? Steve asks. Uh, no. You know, that's just how it goes around here, says Ed. What's the old saying? Ours is not to reason why or whatever. Unable to leave a quote unfinished, Steve chimes in. Ours is just to do and die. Into the valley of death rode the 600. What? Ed asks, confused. Uh, the saying, you just said it's, it's part of a poem. You know, the charge of the light brigade by Lord Alfred Tennyson, Steve offers. Steve sees a glazed over look on Dennis and Ed and realizes that neither have any idea what he's talking about. Never mind, he says. Dennis shrugs at Steve and changes the subject. You know... There is something that really bothers me. Oh yeah? What's that? Asks Steve, realizing that he shouldn't have asked the question, but it was too late. Well, everyone keeps calling it the zap plan like it's one word. But the way I read it, it says za-p-p-p-plan. He replies. At the end of a long day, their patience has run thin. Tempers start to flare and they argue. Why would you pronounce each individual P in an acronym? No one reads like that, replies Steve. Well, I do, yells Dennis. Fed up, Steve accuses Dennis. What are you, a psychopath? 
I'm not a psychopath. I'm accurate, yells Dennis in a fit of rage. If there's anything that should bother you about the Zap-Pup-Pup-Pup-Pup plan, it's the fact that they use the word plan twice. It shouldn't be called the Zap plan. It should just be called the Zap, argues Steve. Well, screw you, Steve. I hope you get eaten by zombies, yells Dennis in a fit of anger. Whoa, guys, stop bickering, insists Ed as he tries to break up the fight. It's been a long day, and this whole thing is stupid. We all know zombies aren't actually real. Go home, get some rest, and I'll see you in the morning. The trio split up and head home for the night.